Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Eruvin Daf Nun Chet Amud Bet. About to take a look at Mishnah Hey in this, the fifth parak. Ein Modedin Ela Min Hamumche. That the surveyor that we use must be an expert. Ribal Makom Echad Umiyat Makom Echad. This could be. <coughs> this will be understood that we the same fellow measured it, and in two different directions uh, came out with a a longer and a shorter. in the makom We take the longer; it was the more lenient uh, measure. Riba leechad made leechad. The Gemara will explain what this means. Uh, but in, in, in uh, essence, what we have is two different surveyors and a dispute between them as to the longer or shorter. Shomin la we follow the one who has the longer measure. Again, lenient. Anybody is uh, relied upon to say that I remember that Tchum Shabbat used to go up to there and we established it there. Shalom that the entire institution was intended to be Lenient. So the small Gemara we have about this, we don't allow you to go up to the lower place. So understand that means that we accept certainly the lesser amount, but even the larger amount, uh, and we favor the, uh, the more generous measure. So the question is what that second clause is about, and it's the way I explained it. If one surveyor had a longer measure, one had a smaller one, we follow the longer one. You can't have someone who's the difference between the longer and the shorter one is the actual diagonal of the city. So, uh, so there's there is a, a point at which we say this fellow has gone too far. So remember we have a bright that says that after all the entire thing is a chumrah, and here you're saying it's a kula. So says what it means is that we don't intend to be lenient about the Torah. We're being machmer in the Torah because the Torah does not. Establishes is not following Rabbi Kiva, who says Tchumin Drabanan, Tchumin Doraita. If we say Tchumin Drabanan, then that means that the entire institution of Tchumin is a Chumra on Divrei Torah, and therefore we're making within it because the entire institution is Drabanan, and that's how the two statements uh, can be reconciled. Okay, the next Mishnah, Ir Yachid, a city owned by an individual, Vanaset Shurabim becomes a public city, which means now, by the way, you have the public coming through. Ma'arvin at Kula. You could still be Ma'arev the entire city, even though now it's Shal Rabim. Shal Rabim, and I say Shalachin, if they have the opposite, there's an individual in Ma'arvin at Kula, you can't be Ma'arev the entire city. Now the principle, the two different principles underlying this Mishnah. One of them is that, uh, what we've just stated, is that the original status of the city is, to, uh, um, guides its rule as far as being Ma'arev the city. Parenthetically, we moved away from Tchumin, and now we've moved to Chatzerot, uh, uh, and Bimar of the city together as a unit. But the second thing is that you cannot take an entire city and Bimar of it without leaving some part of the city that's untouched by the Eruv. And that's called the Shiur Ha'ir. So now, if you have a city of Rabim and Al Shal Yachid, 
You cannot be married of all of it. Unless you built a suburb outside of the city, which will now be the Shear, which will not be included in the city, and has to be the size, according to Yehuda, of an, a new city in Yehuda, or the city called Chadasha in Yehuda. So he says, that's the smallest kind of city we have, 50 residents. Shimon is much more lenient. All you need is three courtyards, each with two two houses, which means you could have as few, theoretically, as six residents uh, that would establish it as a separate neighborhood, which then becomes the shiur for the rest of the city and allows you to be ma'arev. Okay. What does that mean to have a city that's owned by an individual and becomes public? He says the literally the district, the area of the Reish Kaluta, which is owned by an individual, but then so many people come to it that it becomes Shalrabim. So Nachman might so Nachman says, why would that be the case? If it's because you have so many people that are hanging around the palace, literally, um, that they remind each other, so cool, you saw Lamed Safar Shabbos Kichi Gabbai in any town, you've got Jews out in the street on Shabbat in the morning that they'd remind each other about the Eruv. There's a particular place, not, 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 not Zui, um, <coughs> uh, that belonged to this fellow, that was the name of the guy. And uh and it then became Shalrabim. Tanu Rabbanan, Ir Shal Yachid Naseh Shalrabim Rishut Rabbim Overt Petocha. So you have an individual city, it becomes public, and now Rishut Rabbim goes right through it. Ketzad Marvinota. How can you Ma'arev if you got Rishut Rabbim right in the middle? Because you cannot be Ma'arev over Rishut Rabbim. So Selachivikan, Velachivikan, Akramikam, Akramikam, Ten Oten Ba'emza. Now, you could be ma'arev the entire city by putting a lechi on each side, meaning on one side of the Rishut Rabim, one on the other side, and then you can carry through the whole thing, including the Rishut Rabim. That should sound like a familiar voice that we, of course, rejected. You cannot be ma'arev the city in halves. Either you make the entire city one big ma'avui, as it were, or each ma'avui by itself. If it was always a public city, but it has only one entrance to the city, then you can be ma'ar of the entire city. You do not need to, to leave a shiur. Now, that's the bright. Who was the famous Tana who says you can be ma'arev Rishut In other words, there's a way to fix it so that you can carry in Rishut with an Eruv. We've seen this several times in the Masachet. If you have a house on each side of Rishut Rabim, you can put a lechi on each side, or a kor on each side, so you can carry through the middle. Amrulo, and the answer, of course, was, you cannot be ma'arev Rishut Rabim, you can't make an Eruv which includes Rishut Rabim, not that way and not anyway. Okay, in the Brighta, though, we said you cannot be ma'arev that city in halves. And then we have an interpretation of a Papa, which there are two versions, of which there are two versions. Papa, that means that you can't split it in half lengthwise. But widthwise you can, which means that you would bisect the Rishut Rabim. Come on, 
This is a Mishnah that we're going to get to later on. I put it in the notes. If you have a Chatser inside of another Chatser, and there are uh, different people have for shoot there, then the people who have the rights to the inside one are Oser, the outside one. Because the fact that they are have rights to go through there and have not been married with the outside one, Oser for them. So it sounds like Rabbi Akiva would disagree with Rabbi, with this statement of Papa. Papa's statement could not work for Rabbi Akiva, and would say that either way you divide the city up, you can't be married because it's one half of the city. They can't go into the other side. Should be that has the rights to go to the other side, but wasn't married together. Should answer their own eruv. The answer, and then and then both each half would answer the other half. So the answer is no. Afilatim Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva would agree. An kam lekom Rabbi Akiva hatam el mizu. He only said it in the case of one chatzer inside of the other. The inside one has no other entrance except to go through the outside one. Each half of the city can go in through their own entrance, and therefore they don't really relate to each other, and they could have their own independent Eruvin. So Papa's statement could work even according to Rabbi Kiva. That's version one. There's a second version of Rabbi Papa. Don't think, that's the opposite of what he said, don't think that you're li- that this rule is limited to lengthwise, but widthwise, if you split the city, widthwise would work. You can't do it in either direction. And now our assumption is, come on, that that supports Rabbi Akiva and not Rabbanan, who said when you have the outer chatzer and the inner chatzer, they can be married separately. And it'll work. The answer is no. Even Rabbanan would agree. Rabbanan said that these chatzerot can work independently. Because the primit literally could rip out the door and go out. But one side of the city can't uproot the Rishut Rabim and force themselves into the other side. The Rabbim are going there. And therefore, even Rabbanan, according to that version, would agree that any split in the city is not going to work, and and um, and and each half would prohibit the other. Okay, So the next part of the Brayta, which of course was all Rabbi Yehuda, says either you marv the entire city or each neighborhood by itself. So my the, the question is why? You said you can't split the city in half. Why? Because each half makes the other half asur by not joining them. So, mavui mavui nami asur why don't we say that each mavui prohibits the other one because they're not married together? So, we're talking about a case where each mavui put up a barrier in front of their door um, that marks them as being separate and saying, we're really not connected to you anymore. And therefore, as a total independence, almost like an independent city, they can be married on their own and nobody else's presence will prohibit for them. And that halacha works even in a mavui. So let's say you have a, 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 a chatzer. And one guy puts a dakap in front of his door. His presence no longer messes it up for the rest of the chatzer because he separated himself out. Or let's say one chatzer puts a marker up that separates them out from the mavui. Their uh, resistance to joining the Eruv does not prohibit for the rest. Okay, back in the Mishnah, Haytasha Rabim Vaishal Yachid. So now we hear a story. Or Debechia, 
or the Bnei Rabichia, there's different versions of where this is, but a particular town, uh, and uh, likely in Eretz Yisrael, or Bzeira after made Aliyah, made an Eru for that town. For Loshavak Lashir, he did not leave a Shior, meaning the entire town was included, uh, with leaving nothing out. For Abaye, so Abaye then asked him, why did you do this? So possibly what happened is that Abzeira, after made Aliyah, did this, and he came back to Bavel and told the story, and Abaye asked him why he did it. Amare Savi Dida Amrali, the elders in that town told me, Rabbi Chia Barasim Arev Kula, that that's what the rabbi, who was evidently no longer alive, uh, that's what he did. So I said, it must be that this is a city that used to be owned by an individual, or was a private city, a quiet city, and became public, and therefore I was relying on that. But Abayah says, the same old man told me, it used to have a big trash dump on one side, which meant that there was only one opening, in which case you don't need a shiur, as we saw in the Mishnah. But now that that's been moved out of the way, there's two entrances to the city. And therefore you can't be ma'arivit kula, because there's two openings. Rav Zerah says, I didn't know about that, and that's why I did it, which means I would have, of course, not made the Erev with the entire city. Okay, boy, mine Rav Ami bar Rabba. So he asked Rabba, Sulami kanu petach mikan mahu. So he said that if you have only one entrance to the city, you could ma'arev the entire city together, and you don't need a shiur. If there's two entrances, then you do need a shiur. What happens if there's one entrance to the city, and the other entrance to the city is via a ladder? Which means the city maybe is on a, in a hilly area, and the one of the entrances of the city is by, by climbing up a ladder in. says he quoted Rav saying Sulam Petach A ladder is a petach. So Amar Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman then turned to them and said, Lo Don't listen to that. Hachi Rav. I have a statement from Rav. So and Rav Nachman was close. Rav had uh, was never a direct Talmud of Rav. Rav Nachman was. And he said, Sulam to Petachalav, Vitorat Machitzalav. A Sulam can work either way. How does that work? Torat Machitzalav, Kidam Run. It's a Machitza, meaning the way I said, meaning if you have a city which has one regular entrance and one ladder entrance, that's called a city with one entrance. Torat Petachalav, when is it called a Petach? But Sulam Shemain Shtei Chatzerot. Let's say you have a Chatzer, another Chatzer, and there's a wall, and the only way to get from one Chatzer to the other is over a ladder. Or one Chatzer is lower than the other, and you have to go up or down a ladder between them. So Ratsu Achad Me'arev, Ratsu Shnai Me'arvin. If the Chatzerot want to, Echad Me'arev, they can join, and the Sulam was considered a Petach that joins them. And if they wish to, they can separate, and the Sulam then is a Mechitza, which means the Sulam is whatever you want it to be. So Omiya Rav Nachman Hachi, since what did Rav Nachman say that? And Rav Nachman is quoting Rav here. If Rav Nachman, I'm a Shmuel, Shmuel was Rav Nachman's main Rabbi. An Shei Chatzer, An Shei Peset. You have a... A, uh, a chatzer, and there's some people who live on a merpes, it was like a balcony, or that's what they own, and they didn't make an eruv, if there's a barrier that's four tfachim, then the merpeset, not having joined the chatzer, doesn't prohibit. If not, then it is oser, and we assume, of course, that there's a ladder leading up to that balcony, so you see, the ladder cannot be what we want it to be that the ladder really is a petach, 
and it opens up, and it connects the two, and therefore, without the barrier there, they're considered part of the chatzar, and their lack of participation prohibits for everyone. The answer is, We're talking about a balcony that's not ten high off the ground, and therefore, it certainly is considered part of the area, unless there's a barrier put up. But if it's not ten high, what does it help to make a barrier? So the answer is, ad um, that it is uh, a case where um, there is a michitza um, that's all around, except in front of it there's ten amot that are open, and therefore the came and David In other words, it's right in the middle of being separated. It's not exactly separated because it's lower. It's not ten high off the ground, ten tachim off the ground, but there is a mechitz around it with a big breach, and so therefore you're putting up the barrier. Istaluki istalik lemehacha is a statement of really separating, and therefore your lack of joining the eruv will not prohibit. Let's say I have a wall and you put ladders up against all the length of the wall. I feel the to be even if more than ten amot worth. It's still a mechitza, which means ladders are not necessarily considered a petach and are still a mechitza. So he was at his wine press and he challenged him over there. That's what they happened to be talking. Since when did Shmuel say that it's a mechitza? The challenge that we just brought. The same exact defense that we had, and the same scenario of the uh, of the being less than ten off the ground, etc., etc. Okay, here's a story. There were people of a town. They came to Yosef. The town Kakunoi. We need somebody who can help make an Eru for our town. We want to be able to carry in the entire town. So Rav Yosef turned to his student, Go make an Eru for them. Make sure you do it in a way that nobody yells at you. Meaning, do it in a way that's above any sort of challenge. So now, Abaye had to go and take a look at the layout of the town and see how he could make a, construct a a uh, mechitza that would include the entire town, uh, and then they would st- take care of the eruv afterwards. Azal chaza lahanu bate deptichi lenara. He saw that there were some town, some uh, houses that opened up to the river. I mean, it was right on the river. So his first thinking was those houses will be the shear, the non-included part, which will then allow him to the entire town. The Mishnah said you can't be ma'ariv all of it. And what does that mean? It must be t- homes that could have been included, that you're deliberately excluding to show the shiur. So he came up with a proposal, he never did this, but he came up with a proposal which was, I'm going to make windows that will connect those houses that face away from the town. I'll make windows on the other side that will make them joinable to the town. And then when they don't join, there'll be a real shiur. Hadar then he said, Lo bai, I don't need to do that. The Rabbah Baravu, Ma'arv, Lalakula, Machoza, Arsiata, Arsiata, Mishim, Peret, Ve'tori. 
We had this story earlier. Rabbi Ba'avua was Ma'ariv, all of Machoza, neighbor, near by neighborhood. He didn't include the whole town. Why? Because there were the big pits that were used for feeding the oxen in the middle. Which means that each neighborhood was a shiur for the other neighborhood. Even though you could not be Ma'ariv them together, the excluded neighborhood was the shiur for the other one. So he says, therefore, those houses that are by the water, I don't need to make them includable and then exclude them to make them a shear. The fact that they are sitting there uh, is enough of a shear, even though they couldn't be included. Hadam Alodavi. Then he said, those two cases are incomparable. Hatem by the Ruvi Marvi. In the case of the neighborhood, that is, the neighborhoods that are separated by those big pits, I could be Ma'ariv them if I did it via the rooftops. And the fact that I didn't, therefore, those uh, neighborhoods could be included and can be a shear. Here, there's no way for these houses that face away from the town or face the river to be included. So therefore, I'm going to make these windows that will include them, and then by leaving them out, they'll be a shear. I don't need the windows. There was a certain fellow, and he left a storehouse out in the field uh, in Pumadita. And that became a shear for the whole town. So in the end, he didn't make the windows because he came to the realization that if you have something that's legally or municipally part of the town but could not be included in the area because of some physical gap or separation, that that could still be considered the shear for the town. And therefore, there was no need. So now I understand why my master, Rav Yosef, told me, make sure that they don't yell at you. Meaning, I have to really think about how to make this in such a way that nobody will have any challenges to the Eruv that I construct. Okay, the end of the Mishnah said that the uh, shear you have to create is Rabbi Yudah said, he said there was a city in Yudah. It used to be, it was called Chadashah. It had 50 total citizens, men, women, and children. <laughs> That's what Chacham used to use as the model, the smallest town. That's called a Shior. <clears throat> so, what about the city itself of Chadashah? Meaning, it's the Shior for the town next to it. What about it? Can it make an Eruv? Do we say that the bigger town that it's next to is its shear and you can make an Eruv for it separately? And so, What about a town like Chadashah? So it's a whether or not a town that's that small needs a shear. Okay, Rabbi Shimon Omer, that's a town that's small, that's next to a larger town. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Shalosh Chatzirot, then Rabbi Shimon gave the much more lenient shear, and said, all you need is three Chatzirot, with two people in each, two houses in each, you don't need a, a city of 50, uh, in order to call it a shear. We rule like Rabbi Shimon, as we've seen many times that we do in Hilchot Shabbat. Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak took a turn even further, even if you have one house and one Chatzir. What one chatzer alone? Chatzer without a house is nothing. Meaning, one courtyard with one house is enough. 
So he said, did Rabbi Yitzchak have a tradition on this? Or did he figure out on his own, saying that as long as there's any residence, that's a shiur, and therefore one and one is enough. So Yosef said, what do you care? If that's what Yitzchak said, and if we accept it, what do you care if it's a Gemara of I'm like, Gemara, Gemara, Zimartatave, what, you want my learning to be like sing-song? In other words, I really want to understand what I'm saying, even if there's no practical implication, because we rule that way, I still want to know where he gets it from. Is he getting it from Sfara or does he get it because he had a tradition? Okay, we'll pause at this point and we'll pick up with our final podcast in this paragraph. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.